You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning. Oh, look at that. Or listen to that. That's our uh, call and segment, Straight Talk. This is your opportunity to have control of the show. You can ask your questions by calling 877-795-0122, or you can send it on Facebook. You don't even have to be on the air. You just call in your question or your comment, or you can be on the air if you want to, and uh, if not on the air, we'll read it. So again, that's 877-795-0122. You only have a half hour to control this show with your questions, and so I certainly encourage it. Any type of question, it can be a theological question, it can be a question about what's going on in the world today, because there's certainly a lot going on in the world today. And you can uh, ask it um, of a priest if you've ever had the opportunity or not had the opportunity to speak to a priest or you didn't want to, at least unless it was anonymous. This is your chance. 877-795-0122. And look at that. We already have a listener question. That was quick. Pauline from Delano, Minnesota. Are priests required to keep their thumb and forefinger free from contamination after the consecration until they wash them after communion? They saw both ways when watching Mass on TV during COVID shutdowns. That's a good question. Thank you very much, Pauline. So, um, you know, the thing is, like, uh, when it comes to the Eucharist, as Bishop uh, uh, Felton was just speaking of in the last uh, segment, it's the most important aspect of who we are as Catholics, and so the Eucharist is most significant. And, and you know, in the in the olden days, and it still happens from time to time now, but in the olden days, the way hosts used to be made, often by sisters or on, on a very much a, let's say, a, a homemade type of host, they were much more apt to be um, crummy. And so crumbs were much more of a, of a thing. And so we were always much more in tune about the, the crumbs. And so you'd see a priest that was touching the host with their fingers, almost always wiping, and still even today, they would wipe it off of the, their fingers off onto the corporal, or as you mentioned, over callus. Those crumbs are not nearly as, they don't happen nearly as much anymore, the way that the hosts are made. And so, uh, I still do it. I think most priests still do it. They'll still at least wipe their fingers onto the corporal after they've distributed communion, just in case there are small particles. But uh, that's usually the reason why it was done, and not as often today. Uh, and so I don't know if that answers your question, Pauline. And since you're not on the air, I can't. Um, uh, you can't tell me whether or not I answered, but I think I did. It's a great question. That is a good question. A lot of people will... Especially in the world of COVID that we've been in, people are watching uh, Mass on a whole bunch of different ways, because they're not just in one parish, they can seek different ways and different styles. And all of us priests, you know, the Mass is the same everywhere in the world, but all of us priests have little, small things that we do a little bit different. And and if you're observant, you can see those differences, and it'd it'd be uh, logical to have a question about, why does this priest do this and not do that? So there, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. So I've been doing this um, show, I don't know, for about five years or so, and I'd say this is the quickest I ever got a question on Straight Talk. So Yay. good job, Pauline. So go. again, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. I'm going to say that a little bit slower for those of you that are a little slow. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Or on our Facebook page, you can also submit a question that way. What so, are things are you what what kind of things are you thinking of that people would might have questions on? For me personally, I mean that's just me. I mean so for me personally, since you asked the question about me, uh, I can't help but think how crazy the world is. 
and uh, how messed up things are. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, how do we how do we face these things from a faith perspective? You know, I, I write a, a column for our diocesan newspaper, the Northern Cross. I've been doing that for quite a while. And this month's edition of December, I, I kind of address that issue about the whole victim uh the whole victim society, the whole you know, um, uh, the whole society of woke cancel cultures. That if I feel like a victim and you hurt my feelings, I'm going to come back at you with all the uh, wrath of God and cancel you because you hurt my feelings and I'm a victim. And so I address that. And how do you how do you look at stuff like that from a faith perspective? You know, how do we how do we face that kind of woke culture stuff? And so that's just one aspect. I mean, the world's gone mad. I, I talked about it in a in my weekday homily just yesterday about how, you know, the world's going crazy anyhow. I think that during, you know, COVID time, it's, we've certainly seen it in the last two years, but I think it's been accelerated to an extreme degree in the last year, you know, in the oh, last yeah. 11 months. Uh, craziness has taken over, and uh, and I don't know how we continue on. I don't know how we can continue on unless things change. And so if I were a listener and I wanted to uh, ask a question about a priest, I'd be talking about the craziness of the world and how do we as people of faith respond to it and keep ourselves from being one of the crazies yes it does seem like being locked down was the worst thing for us for some yeah. not for yep. you know people of faith hopefully they found a deeper we look back uh, connection yeah. yeah we look yeah we look back in the lockdown now and we can say boy did we ever do that dumb <laughs> you know what i mean and yet there's a lot of politicians that still want to do it and there's nothing that and we see other countries in the world that are doing it but there's nothing that that lockdown helped Nothing. No, and it's, now there's fights across the country in schools. High schools are struggling with tons of fights. I mean, there's always yeah. going to be fights, but now it's just been yeah. escalated to a new level of scariness for yeah, me. I feel like, uh, in some ways, I feel like apologizing to my parishioners for ever locking down. And so, you know, I mean, yeah. the, the Eucharist is the source and summit of who we are. And to uh, uh, to have that not um, be possible for people, I think we. I look. I look back on it now and saying it was one of the dumbest things we could have done. Good, because then you won't do it again. You're Yay. right. I will not. I will not do it again. It will not happen. So uh, um, you can take that to the bank. Anyhow, call eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two for any question under the sun. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. We had one right away, but that's all we've had so far. Or if you're one of those Facebook type of people, you can submit one that way. Okay, how about you, Cindy? If you had a question to ask a priest and it wasn't me or some other random priest, what would you ask? I don't know. I'm always asking you questions, I feel like. You You're are? kind of my, I can just reach out and ask all yeah. the time. Okay. Um, I don't know. I guess I would say. Well, you say, threw that question on me, so I'm I know, and I should be better prepared. But um, I would say for... I don't. You don't have a question, do you? I can tell the way you're looking. <laughs> and you know, we'll wait for the listeners to I'm call. Trying. You can think. You can think of it, Cindy. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. This is your opportunity to control the show to a degree. At least give direction to the show by asking a question. Because lots of times when somebody comes up with a really good question, that kind of like keeps us going on that topic. And so this is your chance, at least for the next half, uh, well, twenty minutes. So anyhow, I'm um, thinking about um, reading some Saint John of the Cross. How do you feel about that? St. John of the Cross, I love yeah, him. He's great. Because it's kind of that, you know, suffering and... Yeah, I mean, John of the Cross is, he's like, he's some like the, he's like some of the deepest spiritual writings in the history of the church. In fact, he's one of the spiritual giants of the church. John of the Cross, the ascent of Mount Carmel, and the dark night of the soul are his two most famous ones. But it's funny you bring that up because I was just brought up to me in a conversation with somebody yesterday with John of the Cross. And oh. so, 
Yeah, I read a lot of John of the Cross when I was in seminary. In fact, I read it all. Read all of his stuff back then. But uh, um, he really influenced my spirituality for years. But I've, I, I should go back and read him again. It's been a while. Well, in this time of um, how we are uh, in, through this COVID, what would you suggest for a good book for someone to read? A good book? Well, it depends on what. I mean, it depends on what they're I looking for. I mean, we're talking for. about. What's going on? How to get... Like you said, the world is going crazy. So what's yeah. a good book to turn to? What, uh, what would be your pick? The Gospels. <laughs> well, yes. That's... Well, I mean, yeah. that's already... There's a lot of... I mean, there's a lot of good books. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's a good question. See? Stumped you. Yeah. Hey. I know. I always, say, I always say go to Ignatius Press. Ignatius <laughs> always has great books. And so you can't really go wrong with Ignatius Press. So so stick with them. And, and you know, you, you can just go on their website and you can look it up and stick it tons and tons of books and so never once have i seen a bad book from ignatius press anyhow we got a couple of uh, uh questions in the hopper but in uh radio land you don't know this but we can't answer these questions or read them until they turn green on our screen i don't think in i've the- ever seen two going at the same time uh, no, that's kind of cool i wonder <laughs> if we got two people typing that thing or is there one person that's just really talented typing that anyhow 877-795-0122 or on our facebook page you can submit a question that way as well. So anyhow, um, yeah, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. It's funny. I know you're not. I mean, you're on Radio Land. You're everybody that's listening. But we're sitting here looking at the screen and see questions that disappear and appear. And so it's that's why I went silent there for a <laughs> second. Like, like, oh, what yeah, happened to that question? Wait, I thought it was about ready to go green. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, and so this is your chance to ask any type of question that you want. That's what we want, and right now we are about to turn green on a question, but until then I'm going to kill time. Oh, Bill calling from Duluth would like to know, is Bill on the air? I don't think Bill is on the air. Okay, so Bill calling from Duluth would like to know whether he should ever use the pronouns such as they or them for a person. What advice would you give for these alternative pronouns on those that God has made as he or she. Bill, I'm kind of glad I, you asked that question. I was kind of fishing for that question a little bit. Because when I talk about the craziness of the world, this is like the first thing that comes to my mind right now. All these crazy people that are... Okay, 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 be careful here. Because I don't want to be offensive. But I don't mind being... I don't mind offending people. I say it sometimes from the homily. Mm-hmm. From my pulpit, I say, I, this might offend you, but I'm okay with that. I say that a lot. That's when I really listen yeah. in. No, I'm so, just kidding. so I'm okay with offending people <laughs> if it's crazy. But uh, so anyhow... It's crazy when people are trying to say that there's other, there's anything more than two sexes. There's only two, male and female. That's how God made them. There's no other sex, male and female. Stick with that, okay? And if we if we are going to say, you know, I'm going to I'm going to fall into your pronoun choice, and if you're a guy and you want to be a a, a she, I'm not going to fall for that. I'm not going to do it. You know what? Because I'm not going to feed into your crazy. And it is crazy. I just got a text message from a former parishioner of mine just the other day that said in one of our local high schools, I will not name the high school, but one of our local high schools now, they have something, they do this, they're really fixated on this he, she, it thing for the kids. The administration is that now the kids are demanding something they call furries, that, uh, they, that yep. they are being, have you heard about this? Yes. That some of them now want to be identified as an animal. Yep. See, once you go down that slippery slope, you go into insanity. And once you go into insanity, you get out of harmony. When you get out of harmony, you go into chaos. When you go into chaos, you go to hell. That's what it is. Chaos is hell. And so we, God made us male and female. So stop the crud with the he, she, it, they. There's no room for it. And if somebody's confused with their sexuality, then, you know, let's talk to them and bring them to counseling. 
but let's not force the rest of sane, the, the, the rest of the sane world, force their insanity on us. Political correctness is a disease. Anyhow, so Bill, I could talk about that for a long time. Anyhow, thanks for the question. All right, we have another one, Bobby from New Salem, North Dakota. He is asking, in the world today, in its personal attacks on our view as Catholics, how can we see the image and likeness of God in those that are attacking us? Well, uh, we have to look hard, Bobby. And, <laughs> and so we, we do have to see God's image in those that are attacking us. And there's no doubt about it. You know, even if it's not, even if it's not an obvious direct attack, it is happening in other ways. And so uh, there's no doubt that as a, as a Catholic church and as Catholic values, we are under attack from our secular godless society. And uh, when we are attacked by people, even people that claim to be Catholic, right? When we're attacked by those people, we still have to see God in them because they are creating the image and likeness of God. And God loves that person just as much as he loves us, right? And when we think of Jesus from the cross, those people weren't asking for forgiveness of Jesus, but he still offered it. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And so we, we, we are not called to like everybody. We are called to love everybody. And loving them, they are lovable because they are created in God's image and likeness. So we have to try. Even if it seems like, I don't like that person, I can't stand that person for what they're doing to us, you've got to love them because they have a human dignity about them. They're creating the image and likeness of God. Thank you very much, Bobby, for that question. A lot of good questions now coming in. Dan from Brandon, South Dakota. Why do we pray to the sacred heart of Jesus and Mary? Well, it's the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary. And so, uh, you know, I mean, so there's, there's old devotions, very old devotions to the sacred heart and the immaculate heart of Mary. Uh, but, you know, let's take it to the Jewish, the, 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 Jesus and Mary are both Jewish, right? And so, so and, and we even do this in, the, in our, in our modern-day English language. But whenever you talked about the guts of somebody in the Jewish realm, in like in the Old Testament, when somebody felt something from their guts, meaning like their stomach, their heart, their intestine, all that, they felt it for their, their it was their whole being, their whole being. And so the Sacred Heart and Immaculate Conception, we're talking about, uh, not the, uh, the Immaculate Heart and the Sacred Heart, when we're talking about those two things, we're talking about the whole being of, of Jesus, the whole being of Mary, and who they are in their very being. And of course, that's why we pray to that. You know, I mean, we want to pray to Mary in her whole being as she prays to Jesus for us and intercedes for us. We want to pray to Jesus in his whole being as who he is, as fully human, fully God. Of course, we want to play, pray for that. And pray to them because we are praying to the very essence of their being when we pray to their heart. And so uh, that's taken from a Semitic angle, from the Jewish concept of, of hearts and guts of, the, of an individual, the wholeness of the person. That's what that always meant. And of course, there are, there are, you know, um, uh, 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 there are certain Catholic piety that are, is regards, that are connected to the history of the Sacred Heart and devotion to the Immaculate Heart. And so that's, that's a different thing. But it originates from the Semitic way, the Jewish way of looking at things. Very good question. <clears throat> if you have not yet submitted a question, and I know that there's a lot of people out there that haven't, you can do so by going on Facebook. Or you can go to and make a phone call at 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. Or our Facebook page at Real Presence Radio. Cindy, yes. do you have any response to any of this stuff? See, I was on my soapbox. You, and you were, were quick. You were so, well, they were all coming up I like know. crazy, but now they're gone. You did a good job. 
So is there anything that you want to continue talking about, Cindy, about any of those questions? Well, I think we all struggle with trying to find the image of Christ in everybody. But I really, Mm -hmm. like, I have to rethink. I just have to change my thought process on people that offend me and pray for them that they're so lost. Mm Mm-hmm. And that maybe at some opportunity, someone will show them Christian by their love. And right. And that's up that to us. Will. We're supposed yes. to do that. We're supposed yes. to do so that. Yes. So maybe there'll be an opportunity that presents itself. So I try. My small level is Facebook. I love all my people on Facebook. And there's a lot of people that are different than I am, but I love them all. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get rid of them. I don't want them to unfriend me. I don't want uh, to unfriend them. It's, yeah. So it's just like an opportunity. If I'm just sitting there talking to the same type of people, what is the point? Sure. It's so. very, it's very on social media. It's very easy to be mean too. And so to, easy, to avoid yeah. that is very important. Call 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122 or you can send submit the question via Facebook. And then the fur- furries things yeah. like the yeah, school yeah. identifying yeah. furries. I think that is an opportunity. So when they passed gay marriage we mm-hmm. kind of all thought, well, then what's going to stop you from marrying yeah, an animal? That was this start, is kind of yeah, the bridge yeah. to the next step that we were all thinking a long time that ago. Was, we just didn't right. know it was going to be like this. That was the start of the slippery slope in a lot yep. of ways. And yeah. so, I mean, but then, I mean, when we go to the transgender thing, because, I mean, it's all connected. But when we went from the gay marriage thing to the transgender thing and totally focusing on the transgender things, then you do go to that slippery slope and say, well, now I can identify as an animal. Mm-hmm. And this one high school that this person was making reference to is that that... The kids, if they want to identify themselves as an animal rather than a person or a he or she or whatever, they can wear a tail. They have a tail that they put on so that they don't have to keep saying. So that way the teacher knows how to identify them. Why are we going into this insanity? Why are these teachers, why are, I mean, I could never be a public school teacher right now in this insanity. There's just no way. I wouldn't do it. There's a whole bunch of, there's a whole bunch of other reasons why I wouldn't be a public school teacher, but that is like the most obvious crazy. And so... It's just, I mean, where are we? I thank God that I'm in my 50s because I'd hate to be in my 20s. What's the world going to be like in 30 years from now? I'll, I'll probably still be, I'll still be alive unless euthanasia is taken over, and it might at this rate, you know. But, but anyhow, so I could talk a lot about that. I get strong opinions, but this is not about my opinions. It's about the church's teaching. And you can get the church's teaching as best as I can give it to you by calling 877 795 I am not afraid of any topic, of any subject. Uh, I have no problem speaking the truth, and I will speak it very boldly, as far as I'm concerned, anyhow. Uh, uh, so don't uh, don't hesitate calling in with questions. That's 877-795-0122 or via Facebook. You know, it's just a woe is me generation. It's it's disturbing. Everything's about them and how they feel. I mean, come on, take yourself out of yourself and just help other people. Make people big, build up people better than right. you. Right. I, I don't well that's what and that's what we're supposed to do we're yes. supposed to you know we're supposed to treat people as though they're better than us as as, as if they're as if they're more important than yes, we are. yes more important than us yeah. and so if, if, if the if the whole world did that can you imagine i mean if the whole world did that can you imagine what the world would look like a heck of a lot different than what and it you is know now. what the people that are going around with the tails or whatever they're not happy people no of course they're, they're still not. miserable no even <laughs> if, without the tails even if you're a guy and you're saying no i'm a girl you're not happy. No, they're you are d- not happy. I'm sorry. Even not. the transgender people, even in their confusion and they want to have these surgeries, they are not happy. I've never met no. a joyful person. I haven't met a lot of them. They're only 0.6% of the population. And yet we're making it look like they're the most important thing. And transgender is the norm. And anybody that's not transgender is not the norm. And so this craziness, is it's such a small, tiny bit. And yet they're never happy. They're never happy. They're never joy-filled. Anyhow, enough of that. 
We have a listener, uh, well, she's not on the phone, but it's Anne from Duluth is asking, with the year of St. Joseph and dedicated to his protection, uh, wh- oh, I suppose with it ending, is because it's coming to its end, what is next year dedicated to? You know what, um, Anne, that's a good question. Not every year has a particular dedication, and so that's going to be up to the Holy Father, Pope Francis, and I, if he has said something, I haven't heard it. Or I haven't paid attention. I don't know, but I'm not. I am not aware of anything on the horizon. And uh, lots of times, the Pope doesn't necessarily give a uh, an extended heads up. You know, sometimes it's just he'll. Uh, uh, so we don't. I don't necessarily know what is and if there is anything. So as of now, uh, none. So as far as I know, Anne, you can prove me wrong and call in with the answer. Yeah, so every once in a while, the Holy Father, what, no matter what the Pope is, who the Pope is, um, we'll call a particular year dedicated to a particular aspect of our of our Catholic faith. And so uh, the year of St. Joseph is what we have been in now. And so uh, I don't know what will be next. But whatever it is, it'll be the Holy Spirit guiding us because uh, the Holy Spirit knows best what we need at this time. We have a few more minutes left, uh, and you can call in with 877-795-0122 with a question. I know that I always have parishioners listening. But they always seem to be like the least apt to ask a question. Sometimes we'll get questions. Uh, I, I know, Cindy, you and I will both get a text question sometimes <laughs> from somebody. But that's not the way it's supposed to work. No. So you can call in 877-795-0122 for the last few minutes of our straight talk or submit that question via Facebook. I think we got someone coming in. So, um, yeah. So do you think I get a little bit worked up about that transgender you stuff? You do get worked up, but yeah. that's good. But I, think it's, I, mean, I think it's a justified workup. It is justified. Yeah. yeah. We can't accept it. We can't. No, you can't. I was just, again, I was just talking to somebody yesterday about that who, in their line of work, in their professional work, they said that this, this is really being implemented. And this person said, I don't feel like God is calling me to challenge it. And I and I quoted back to the person. I can't remember who said it, but the... Um, uh, that when good people allow bad things to happen, that's how evil can happen. You know, and so I like so that. so you Way can't just say, "Well, I'm not going to address that." You know, as a from Catholics, we have to be willing to we have to we have to come into combat with craziness and evil, and yeah. so we should never say, "I'm not going to I'm not I'm not going to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't feel called to do this. I don't want to uh, poke the bear. I don't want to be you know uh, hurt. Uh, I don't want people to come back at me." As faithful Catholics, we have an absolute dirty duty to address the craziness of the world, stuff that is not of God. And we got plenty of examples of it all over the world. And one of the things that's facing every single one of us on a, a, a close-to-home basis is this whole transgender language garbage. Do away with it. God made a male and female. That is it. So there's nothing else. You, you can't be a furry. You're not an animal. Mm-mm. All right. All right, so Deborah on Facebook, I want to wear a veil to services, but I'm afraid that I don't feel worthy of wearing one, and I don't want others to, uh, I don't know it says Susie, but I think that's a misprint. Uh, I don't want others to judge the symbol saying she shouldn't be wearing a veil. Okay, so thank you, Deborah, for the question. So um, in, uh, you know, before the Second Vatican Council, in a particular way, veils were the common type of uh, uh, headdress, if you will, for uh, women coming into in the context of mass, it's not a matter about worthy or unworthiness about wearing the veil. I think that a lot of people are starting to wear the. I shouldn't say a lot of people, but you see the veil from time to time. Still, um, uh, for some people, are wanting to to wear it not as a matter of whether they're worthy. 
it's a matter that uh, they're not worthy to be in the presence of the Eucharist, in the be in the presence of God. And traditionally, wearing the veil was an it was actually a symbol of of humility. And so, uh, it's not a matter of being worthy or not. It's just a matter of whether or not you want to use that um, uh, that symbol of unworthiness. It's perfectly within your realm to do that. There's nothing wrong with doing that. And so. Um, uh, it's up to each individual person. Thank you very much, Deborah, for that question. Ooh, we have a listener. Oh, not on the phone. Okay, i got to read these quickly. All right, listener question not on the phone. James calling in from South Dakota would like to know, what does the church teach about the depravity of man? We hear talk about crazy times in our world. Does the depravity of man have an impact on this? It's all about the depravity of man. Thanks, James, for the question. So we have a fallen nature, and our fallen nature, as a result of original sin, the big word that we use is concupiscence. We're drawn to sin. We're drawn to it. We actually seek out sin because we see an apparent good in it. And and we're not in the right relationship with God, or at least we can be if we're in the sacraments and we're in the state of grace. But uh, the human nature is fallen. So... As a result of our fallen nature, depravity continues and continues. And so that's why the whole Noah's Ark thing happened, right? The whole Noah's Ark thing because they kept going more and more depraved after that original sin. So absolutely, the depravity, the the fallen human nature is the cause of the craziness in the world. It's not because of cats, dogs, and horses. It's because of humans, because of our craziness, the, the fallen nature. Another question we have, Bill from Dickinson, is asking, what with four parishes in a small area, why not a Sunday night mass? Uh, would Why wouldn't a sun, Sunday night mass be offered? Bill, uh, thank you very much for the question. It's all going to be a matter of practicality from the priest standpoint uh, as far as having a Sunday night Mass. I think usually um, a, you know, a, a, any town of a reasonable size will offer a Sunday night Mass. Uh, and I think that it's good for people that legitimately can't get to the other Masses if it's legitimate. From a priest's perspective, we tend to say you know, Masses like that can become a Mass of convenience. And it's not really, Mass is not about convenience. It's about you know, giving your whole self to to um, uh, to Christ and that Sunday worship in the Eucharist. And so priests are less apt to do a Sunday night because we don't want a mass of convenience. But I understand their value when people legitimately can't get to the other masses. So uh, it's going to be up to the pastor, though, Bill. So thank you very much for the question. All right. Well, those we've had some really Great. good questions, yeah. and we are coming up to a hard break very closely. So thank you very much, everybody, for calling into Straight Talk. We'll be right back after this break with another great and interesting guest. 